Let's start with a question. What does it mean to be genuinely confident? Welcome to Fuse from PRCA, the 15-minute podcast for communicators, marketers, and PR professionals. My name's Dan Gold. Aisha Lett is on a work trip right now and therefore will not be here for our usual chat before the interviews. On today's episode, Aisha speaks to Jane Constantinus about confidence and communication. So happy to talk to you here today as we talk about confidence and we talk about it in the context of your industry and what you're doing. So just tell us very, very briefly what you do. What I do, essentially, is empower other people to become skillful and confident communicators. And I use the, oh my goodness, 27, I'll say that quietly, shall I, uh, years that I have spent in front of a camera, a microphone, an audience, and of course, in recent years, a laptop screen, um, honing my skills and, and learning so much about really practical ways to improve uh, skills uh, and confidence. And it is my absolute passion and my absolute joy (laughs) to pass on everything I've learned in these 27 years. So you talk about confidence. Confidence is something that I think, especially us in the um, communications field, is something that we need, is something that we need to convey. How do you tackle it? How do you try to build or instill confidence in your clients? Well, I'd say that being a confident communicator actually is the most important life skill. I don't think it matters what industry you work in or whether you don't work at all. Um, I I do some work in schools. I, I start them early. I like to get my hands on them as young as possible to help them develop their uh, communication skills. I mean, if you think about it, every single day there are multiple occasions, instances, when you, and Malcolm Gladwell puts this beautifully in Outliers, he talks about communication being the way you get what you want from the world. And of course, we mean that in a positive way, not a creepy, bullying, manipulative way. But there are multiple instances in, in, in one day where you will either achieve your objectives or not, depending on how well and confidently you communicate. Uh, I'm the mother of a teenage daughter, so I might want to avoid having a row over breakfast. <laughs> I might have the wrong ticket on a train. I might want to send the chips back and get a refund because they were cold. Um, and, and, and many other instances all through our lives where um, it's important that we are uh, skillful communicators. But you are absolutely right in the PR and communications industry. This is, this is not a nice to have. This is a, an absolutely essential business tool. Um, and it comes up, what I've noticed, interestingly, I'd say in the last five years, the word communication comes up again and again in, uh, for example, people's performance reviews. Um, and, and it didn't used to be. It used to be considered a sort of soft skill, a nice to have. Now it's a career imperative. When I think of confidence as well, I think about authenticity. 
especially in communications. And in a lot of my roles and a lot of trainings that I've done, I've always spoken about authenticity and the need to be an authentic communicator and being your authentic self. Tell me, how do these two, how do you see these two marrying together? Confidence and authenticity. What's your formula? You are absolutely right. And it's a word that I introduce to every training session very early on, because I fear that people think what I'm going to do to them (laughs) um, is tell them how to speak exactly and what gestures to use and that they're going to they're going to go back into the office or or they're going to go to the next meeting and people will be going, what's happened to Aisha? Why is she speaking in that very strange manner? Um, It is absolutely 100 percent, as you described about remaining authentic. And and another phrase I like to use is, well, a word, version. What I see us doing in the training room is finding a version of each individual, the version of them that can communicate with maximum confidence and maximum skill. Um, But it is it is 100% that it's got to be uh, true to their natural style. Uh, but I always say we're slightly polishing up um, around the edges. Uh, and I might, I might, for instance, be working with a very senior person. Let's say it's somebody who's moving from one senior role into an even uh, higher uh, place. And, and what they feel and the reason they've come to me is that, that they perhaps don't have that, that version. Uh, the other word I like to use is note, like a musical note. They haven't quite got, perhaps it's a, it's a combination of approachability and uh, professionalism or authority. And perhaps they have one or the other, but they haven't quite got the combination of the two. And so what we do together is find that note, find that version uh, of them that they're seeking. Um, but I also believe, so yes, you're quite right, authenticity is key. I also believe that confidence is a muscle. (laughs) It is not a mystical force field. It's not something that we're necessarily born with. It's not something that we get by osmosis. It's something, and I think you use this word, it's something we grow. And and I always always say to people, I've got bad news about confidence. I cannot make you more confident. And I see their faces drop. And then I go, you are going to make you more confident. And it's my job to give you the building blocks to create your own confidence every single time. Yes, very well said. And very (laughs) empowering and inspiring just listening to you. Um, Oh, we always have to talk about this, don't we, COVID-19 and the pandemic and basically, you know, practically obliterated face-to-face work. But we're seeing the trends now worldwide, folks going back into the office. Um, what opportunities do you see there, the return to the face-to-face for people to, do you think that it's an opportunity for people to grow even more confident, almost like a restart, if, if, if you will? Um, what opportunities do you see there? Yeah, it's very, very interesting. And of course, what COVID has given me right at the moment is this rather strange voice. <laughs> um, I, I'm about a month uh, the other side of, uh, of a positive test and uh, I find myself still a little bit congested and gravelly. So I apologise for that. You'd never know that I was a voiceover artist, would you? Um, 
So several things, interesting things, um, have happened during the pandemic. Um, and now that we're in the, in the hybrid world, there are some people who've never been into an office, never been into their company's office, and now they are going back in. And what I'm seeing with them is that they are very nervous uh, and very unsure of themselves uh, with regard to uh, communicating, whether it's in meetings or whether it's presentations, face-to-face, because they haven't been doing it. Some people are loving it. Uh, Some people like to make full use of the additional tools that we've got in the real world, i.e. our whole bodies (laughs) um, and proper eye contact. Other people are telling me that they've enjoyed um, the barrier that is created by the laptop screen, that actually they feel more confident behind the the camera. Um, So in, in various different ways, I'm working with individuals and groups to help them finesse both styles of communication because we need both in the hybrid world. And the way that I like to describe it is we, we finesse our communication style in the same way that tennis players have to slightly alter their game for different surfaces. So, for example, um, energy. Um, In the real world, when you're either sitting in a room with people or you're standing in front of them, you can bring energy into your delivery with your physicality, literally with your body. Um, When we are sitting here in our little yellow boxes, uh, that is much more difficult. It's a very particular kind of energy. You can't wave your arms around. We can't move around too much. Um, And so I help people to find that type of energy. And, And I always say that it's like switching on a light inside of you. It's a sort of intensity. It's it's the energy that actors and newsreaders learn to, to switch on. Um, so that's one of the very particular things that, that I do when I'm helping people improve for online communication. Ah, uh, Yes, very well said. And it's very true. And I think we're all zoomed out, right? We're all online meeting out. It's time to go back face to face and get over that um, online fatigue. So as we wrap our conversation up, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Any little nuggets you may have for us? Ah, well, how interesting that you use the word nugget, because I was about to say one of the other things that we have to slightly finesse uh, for the online world, particularly because everybody is exhausted, is we have to be more concise. We have to use more structure. We have to use more clarity. And I always say, only offer people gold nuggets of content. So it's a little bit like panning, panning for, for, you know, in a riverbed. Don't give them any gravel. Just give them gold nuggets of content because we have to value people's time more because they are more tired and more easily distracted. So I would say that delivering gold nuggets every single time is one of the the key factors in in skillful communication, but also in confidence. Because one of the things people tell me again and again 
is that they think other people know more than them, that their content is better. And this holds them back from expressing their, their opinions, from speaking out in meetings, from starting that presentation. And so a key building block of confidence, probably the biggest one, is knowing that your content is strong. So preparation. Oh, people get so tired of hearing me use the word preparation. But preparing content that is full of gold nuggets, because then you will, you will want to, to share that content with them. The other thing that I would say, I'm going to, I'm going to give three, if I may, uh, key um, uh, elements of, of, of confident communication. So the first one is content. Make sure that it's strong and of value to them. The second thing is to think about how you open and how you close. Plan it, practice it out loud. Time and time again, people, they think about the first slide if it's a presentation, but they don't think about what's going to happen before the slide. And that can really dent your confidence and dent your impact. And similarly, how are you going to finish? What are you actually going to say? We know from research, it's the thing that your audience is going to most remember. And then the other thing that I want to mention very, very briefly is a category of words that are very, very damaging for our credibility. And that then in turn dents our confidence. And I've nicknamed these words and phrases Jenga. And people will be thinking, ah, oh, yes, Jenga, we played that in lockdown. You know, the tower, you, you, did you play it? Yeah, the tower of bricks, you push them out, the whole thing collapses. If we overuse these words, our credibility and our confidence collapses because they make us sound hesitant. They are filler words and phrases, and they include kind of, sort of, you know, like, obviously, and then we have the double uh, kind of like. And the real, the real naughty uh, Jenga four-letter word is just, particularly at the beginning. Can I just, oh, sorry, can I just come in on what Peter said? If you start your contribution to a meeting, sorry, can I just, it diminishes uh, the power of, of what you're going to say. I'm just going to talk to you for a little bit about communication. Belittles, diminishes the power of the content. So if people want to uh, do a, a, a DIY building block uh, of confidence, I would say those three things are key. Make sure that your content is really valuable to them, not you. Otherwise, it's a nugget for you. Think how you're going to open, think how you're going to close and avoid and eliminate those Jenga words and phrases. That was so beautiful and so useful, Jane. I mean, even for myself, um, going forward, I definitely <laughs> will keep those in mind. And I'm sure all of my fellow communicators and marketers who are tuning into this podcast will definitely walk away with that. Any last words before we close out this interview? A reminder that confidence is a muscle. It does not matter whether you were born with confidence, perhaps you've had a dip in confidence, perhaps external factors have, have dented your confidence. Whatever age, whatever stage in the career, we can start to build more confidence in really, really practical ways. So never, never think that it's too late. Never think, oh, I wasn't born an extrovert. Um, introverts can be fantastic communicators. So 
make a start today and, and put those building blocks in place. Yes, thank you very much, Jean. This was a wonderful time talking to you. I wish we had more time. Me too. Episodes, yes, are very brief. And as you pointed out earlier, concise. So we have to wrap it up here. (laughs) So thank you very much. And I wish you personally a whole lot better. I also wish COVID to go, right? And that's just... We all all wish COVID to go, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Jean. Take good care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Fuse. And a big thank you to Jane and Aisha. If you want to find out more about this production, you can visit prca.org.uk forward slash Fuse, where you can also watch all of these episodes for free. Please do share these with your friends and colleagues. <laughs>